Hey guys, in today's episode, I want to answer the question, should you become a painted tree vendor? So one of the reasons I want to make this episode is because I'm in a lot of uh, painted tree groups on Facebook and I see this question or like some sort of similar question pop up for people that are, are not yet vendors, but they're kind of interested in doing it. Um, this was certainly a question that we were asking early on. Um, so when we first were asking this question, um, it was about the middle of last summer and we didn't really have an established product yet. Um, and so the first thing we were trying to figure out was the product that we have, is it good? Like if we get it in front of enough people, will it make enough sales to make sense for us to continue to do it? And the way we went about doing that was we went to dozens of different little pop-up markets. And some of these markets were smaller markets. Some of them were very large. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Bell Buckle Craft Fair, but um, I've heard that thing gets anywhere from like 50 to 100,000 people. Having done it, uh, it really did seem like it was that many people. So going to those types of things gave us a lot of data and a lot of information around, you know, depending on what kind of product that we, um, which, which styles of products we brought out. Like I said, we do men's trucker hats, uh, what styles of products we brought out at what prices we brought them out. Uh, it told us how many people would buy, you know, per hundred or uh, per thousand people that kind of, kind of jumped, um, joined, uh, came to the market. And so we thought we'll apply that same math to paint a tree. And we did, and it's been pretty accurate. So that would be the first question I would ask. And those, the reason we went the route of doing like pop-up markets first was because, you know, there's no year long obligation. You know, if, if you go decide to, um, join paint a tree, there's, you know, our, our, our cheapest lease today is 125 bucks a month and we're signed in for a year. So we've got, we got to pay that regardless of whether we make any money off of it. Um, so that would be the first question I would ask. But the next question I would ask is, well, even if you do have a great product, you know, let's say you've been successful pop-up markets. Well, the next question you have to ask is within the painted tree you're going into, how much competition is there already for that product? And that's one of the things we always go to the stores. There's only one store we've signed on we haven't gone to, but, um, and that was because the look the location looked so good that we just had to do it. We felt like we had to do it, but, um, the, uh, we always like to go into the stores and just kind of assess and like, see how much competition that there is. Now, one of the things I'll say is the managers, they're going to ask you what you're selling and they know they're very aware of what's already being sold in there. And they're going to tell you whether or not, you know, that they think that, uh, you know, if you, if you're trying to get something in, for instance, that's already being offered a lot, they're, they're not going to be able to let you in. Um, but they're going to tell you, you know, generally whether or not, um, how much competition you're going to face for that. And if they're letting you in, then probably not probably not too much competition or maybe any, uh, to the, or to the point to where they think it would be a problem. So anyway, that's, that's the next question I would answer. So first thing is, do I have a good product? Um, the next question is, do I, uh, do I face a lot of competition in the store? Can I get into the store? Um, now those are, those are the two key questions, uh, up front. The next question is like, what are your financial goals from this? So, you know, one of the things you have to understand that I feel like a lot of people are kind of missing as I read some of the comments in some of these groups is that uh, retail is very seasonal, right? Um, and just to kind of demonstrate what I mean or illustrate what I mean, you know, I'll say there's a, all, all the retailers out there, no matter if it's little mom and pop or it's big old Target or whoever it is, um, there's a lot of retailers out there that if certain times in the season did not exist, they would shut their doors tomorrow. Like if, if we said all of a sudden, 
uh, let's say we, all of a sudden we said, well, we're going to take October 1 to December 31 out of the calendar year. We're not going to use those anymore. We're not going to celebrate any of those holidays or do anything we used to do. A lot of retailers would shut down tomorrow. So you have to understand there's a reason for that um, because that's when a lot of them are actually going back into the green in their financials for the year, right? That's when they're actually making their money. And it, it might be something very similar for you, particularly depending on whatever product that you have. Some people will get a good product and they're able to sell pretty consistently year round and that feels good. There's some people out there that they kill it over the holidays and they don't really do anything for the rest of the year. You've got to be able to run some financial projections, look at what the lease cost is going to cost you, you know, look at what your products cost you, what are your margins after all that. Is that enough for you for it to be worth it to you? Um, the good thing is, uh, is to this is a great segue for me to tell you all the things that Painted Tree has done for us and they'll do for you is they're giving you a space, a retail space, where there's going to be, in many of their stores, thousands of people over the course of a year that are going to come through and look at your stuff. Um, that's an opportunity for you to, you know, you can put out advertising stuff if you have an e-commerce store like we do. Um, you know, obviously you're going to get, hopefully if you have a decent product, you're going to get sales. Um, they're they're managing all that for you. Like they, they, they print all your tags for you. They help you manage your inventory. Um, like you know, in terms of like putting it in their system and uh, tra tracking all your sales in there. They manage all the uh, sales tax for you. They do all the marketing for you. They're the ones that are driving the bulk of this traffic into those stores. Um, so you're getting a lot, whole lot, whole lot, whole lot um, for, for what you're paying is, is my opinion. I know we particularly are. We've got some, some uh, leases that aren't super expensive per month, so we really feel like we're getting the value. Um, but yeah, they're, they're doing a lot for you. And there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of vendors in there that have been there for uh, many years. They're in a whole lot of different stores, a whole lot of different states. So that should tell you a little bit about whether or not it's worth it. So hopefully this was helpful to you. I'll probably do another episode and add some of the uh, other things that are worth thinking about and noting. But um, hopefully this was a good short introductory um, that might uh, start to help you get set in the right direction. If there's anything specific that you wanted to hear about, um, please comment on the episode. Let me know or reach out to me. And until next time, I'll catch you guys later.